I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched the Betty Boop cartoon Snow White from 1933. Uh, This cartoon, the synopsis is kind of Snow White uh, with a few liberties taken. (laughs) And also um, Cab Calloway sings St. James Infirmary Blues in it. Uh, it It gets a little weird. I will say uh, the the credited director is Dave Fleischer. Um, and uh, but it also mentions animation done by Roland Crandall. Um, despite Dave Fleischer being credited as director, virtually all the animation was done by Roland Crandall, who received the opportunity to make this short on his own as a reward for his several years of devotion to the Fleischer studio. The resulting film, which took six months to complete, is considered both Crandall's masterwork and an important milestone of the golden age of American animation. What did we think of it? Not a fan. (laughs) Not a fan. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was weird, but I liked the, the story. (laughs) It had to obviously skip over some stuff that we would think of, uh, you know, when comparing it to Snow White, the film, but yeah, like the, the dwarves are like such a small part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's why they're not in the title. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it, it looked good. The song was cool. It was fun. I was just going to say, I think when I say the reason that I say not a fan, I, I'm just not a real big, big Betty Boop fan. I don't know. I, I don't think, um, weirdness is generally like a huge pull for you yeah yeah uh no i i enjoy it um i don't personally enjoy it quite as much as like Minnie the moocher or uh, bimbo's initiation but Mm -hmm. it's it's got that that good weirdness that i enjoy um and a great cab calloway song i mean yes that that, yeah that was great i don't think cab calloway wrote the song originally i'm not sure exactly um who made the song but cab calloway performed it wonderfully mm-hmm. every time keb calloway's in one of these it's it's good that's the high that was the highlight for me so let's get specific to expand a little bit more on what i said about it being an important milestone in the golden age of american animation this film was deemed culturally significant by the u.s library of congress and selected for preservation in the national film registry in 1994 the mm. same year it was voted number 19 of the 50 greatest cartoons of all time by members of the animation field wow. in comparison yes. Minnie the moocher was number 20 and Ooh. bimbo's initiation was number 37 So they, the members of the animation field consider this an even greater cartoon than those. Hmm. Um, And then notably uh, Coco's dancing during the St. James number is rotoscoped from footage of Cap Calloway. doing. Yeah, no, that makes, yeah, that makes sense. And I do love the fluidity of that movement. Yes, definitely. Uh, Yeah. What what do we think about the story characters aspect of it? I like, (laughs) okay, sorry. Uh-huh. There, there, there are some ironies that I do really like. I mean, I don't just like totally detest this. Sure, it's sure. Just, you know, it's just it's not obviously it's a not one of, your of my, my 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 cup of tea. But I love how the queen is not your traditional beautiful queen, and she even has a stereotypical witch's nose, hooked nose that 
I think it's the mirror that's helping her shine as she's looking into the mirror saying, who is the fairest of the land? So I kind of like the ironies with that, how, you know, she's even in supposedly her beautiful queen form, she is witch-like, you sure, know, in that I sense. Get what you're saying. Um, so that, that's interesting. The, the mirror is, you know, again, not the, I don't know, the, 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 the mirror that you think of when you think of Snow White, uh, that's some kind of either sleek or ethereal looking being or weird, whatever. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> so it's an interesting weird face. So it's just a uh, face and yeah, a little hand kind of, mirror. Yeah, yeah. I think the fact that it's a hand mirror is a, is a fun, yeah. Yeah, and then it's interesting that the queen is just like, she's not trying to hide anything. When she, when, uh, when the mirror says that, uh, Betty Boop is the fair. She's like off with her head. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Just like it's like murder. Like get her. Yeah. So there's no there's no subterfuge. You know nothing. Yeah. It's just like y- you need to get rid of her. Murder her right now. <laughs> uh, Betty's fairly min- minimal as a character. Like she's she's around to be pretty, uh, and then be tied to a tree, and then to be asleep in a in a frozen coffin thing. Yeah, she literally but has she almost zero agency. Yeah, she doesn't, like, do a lot. Um, but she just went to go see her stepmom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you have to you have to have her. She's the glue that holds it together. Uh, she just doesn't get to personally do a whole lot. She does get to sing a little bit of a song while she's yes. tied to the tree, though, about and how sad she is. And in the beginning, talking <laughs> yeah, yeah. about her. Oh, that's right, that's right. She sings twice, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Going to see her stepmom. Uh, Coco and Bimbo are both two guards and they're pretty interchangeable up until Coco starts singing St. James Infirmary Blues. Like there's not really much to separate them. (laughs) Um, they're just both guards who are the ones who are going to kill Betty, but then they, they're moved by her sad singing. Uh, and so they don't do that. Uh, but Betty's very clumsy. So she ends up rolling down the hill in a big snowball and she ends up in a, in a ice coffin for reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if I quite got when the guards jumped, you know, and through and, yeah. and slid down and looked like a shoot. And then they were laying there. They weren't supposed to be dead. Like the, the queen comes through. I think they through. were just unconscious. They were just unconscious. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And I think whenever she comes through, she uh, steps on them and like pushes them out. Cause I think they also would have been stuck. Yeah. Kind of mm. how they fell. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And that's what got them out. I yeah, just yeah. wondered yeah. why. Okay. Got it. And Coco, I think they both went clear out of their suits too. They were, yes. they're not in guard armor anymore. Yeah. Um, Cause then Coco starts doing the, the dance singing number in his like old clown get up. So. Yeah. I like how you just have like this guard that, who's a clown, you know, he's, he's like his, his real form is just a clown. It's like, you know? hey, as long oh. as he wears the guard uniform, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What he does in his personal time. Is, <laughs> um, yeah, and then we have the big St. James Infirmary number, um, which is basically everyone moving to the right as scrolling past, like, some some real crazy imagery, some crazy stuff's happening in the foreground. The witch, like, puts her mirror over Coco and changes him into, like, a, a weird ghost person with really long legs. Yeah, yeah that was um, a very weird des- design. I mean, like, literally... The legs take up two thirds of his whole body. At yeah. least, at least, yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we can we can talk more about the animation too while talking about this, just because it's so intertwined in this segment, especially. Uh, yeah, the the entering entering the cave and even like right before entering the cave is really where it starts 
being trippy and like getting to what's great about the short um it's yeah it's a bunch of cab calloway dancing and singing with uh images of coco or ghost coco and the witches or the queen she is like in hag form but she's more obviously witchy because she's like riding around on like a broom and stuff not the broom i think she was on the mirror Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. So she was riding around on that, um, and doing stuff, uh, towards the, uh, when the number ends, she like freezes everybody and like thinks she's one, but then the mirror seems to decide no, actually, and like explodes and it frees them and turns her into a dragon. Mm. So then she's like chasing them out of the, uh, cave. And then Bim- I think it was Bimbo actually uh, get gets his little moment where he like grabs her tongue or something and like pulls it and she basically goes inside out. Yeah. So she's like skeleton mm, yeah. on the outside. It's kind of gnarly, but also like cartoonish cool, enough yeah. to not be disgusting. Yeah. Uh, and plus she starts running back the other way. So it doesn't seem like she's dead. <laughs> um, but then they all are all celebrating because they win. And then the shirt's over because that's it. Yeah. Uh, oh, the way that the dwarfs were even in here was when uh, Betty got stuck in an ice coffin. She slid through their like home or whatever, and then they p- like picked her up and were carrying her through the cave or whatever to like a mystery cave or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like this, this woman in in this ice coffin. Okay, well, I guess she's dead. Let's you know, yeah. it doesn't matter that she's moving around and whatever. You know, her eyes open, but yeah, we're just right. gonna take her to a resting place. I don't know. Uh, yeah, as far as the animation and stuff goes, it's very, I think it's really fluid, maybe even more so than some of some previous, uh, Fleischer cartoons. Um, and there's, there's a lot of like weird visual stuff and, and like, I want to say visual gags, but then it's unclear what the joke is. It's just weird. Like when early on when the queen's face like becomes sizzling eggs and bacon or whatever, like it's just weird stuff that happens for no real reason, but that kind of fits the vibe. Is it like visual metaphor? Is she like getting getting mad at her? And so maybe steamed or hot. Sure. Sure. I could see something like that. That Fries my eggs. (laughs) I know. I know. I was like, I I, I I don't. I don't know if that's a saying, but... Fries my eggs. (laughs) Another animation or or thing that I enjoyed was when Betty came from the outside and she wants to visit her mother, the stepmother. She has on one side of her head kind of cocked. It looks almost like a little tam with white. And I was like, is that supposed to be a hat or is that snow? Because it looks like, you know, a bit of snow could have plopped. And sure enough, as she's walking down the hall little bits of, um, you know, flecks of snow as she's kind of sauntering, you know, and singing down the hall seem to be coming off. And then sure enough, the rest of it, just like snow would do, you know, especially if it's in a big gob, it slides enough to where it just all slides off. So then it did plop down. So I enjoyed that. I don't know. That that was just kind of a fun bit of animation. Oh, I liked the tree... Oh, and she's like, won't somebody help me? Because she's still tied to the tree. The tree just, like, picks her up and puts her out or whatever. And as she runs off, like, one of her garter belts is left on the ground. And the tree just takes it and, like, puts it on where her grave was supposed to be. Uh, Yes. I like that guy. Yes. Yes. Uh, We also got to see Mickey whenever she goes into the castle. He comes up out of, like, snow or something and, like, tips his ear. Yeah. 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 Uh, (laughs) That was funny. Yeah. Uh, I think you just mean a regular mouse, babe. <laughs> yes, a mouse that, that, with that, a big round ear. Just a regular just mouse. like Mickey Mouse, but it was a Mickey Mouse. Uh, <laughs> it's a Ricky Mouse. Ricky Mouse, sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Any Anything else you guys want to say about the story character's animation? Uh, you mentioned the fluidity of the animation. Yeah, I really, uh, I, I don't know, am, am impressed or really like how they've uh, evolved when it comes to rotoscoping. Mm-hmm. When, like, okay, they rotoscoped Coco, and that's super fluid, but then he gets turned into this, like, really leggy ghost. But it's still, the fluidity is still there. Like, they... Yeah. Uh, they're able and the legs will like bend in ways that seem like that big long weird leg would yeah like they they they're able to interpret the movement into this creature rather than fitting the the animation to what they rotoscope if that that makes sense i I always get back to the mechanical doll where she was like shifting body types because some is rotoscope some isn't and, and you don't see that. Like, it's just yeah. smooth in whatever kind of form that they're using. Or even going back to, like, Minnie the Moocher, you have the weird walrus ghost thing. Oh, yeah. And it's a little more, like, obvious that they're, they have to alter this creature some to fit that rotoscoping. And so, yeah, I think it's a combination of just the animation getting the they're they're even more advanced with it. But also, like, they chose a thing that works better than, like a kind of weird fat walrus thing that then you have to give like these skinny weird leg pant situation to make him do the Cab Calloway moves. And it's like, maybe this character design wasn't the best pick for, for this. Whereas this ghost thing like works totally fine with that. And of course, Coco's like a human person. So of course he can do it. Like, yeah. And, and who was it? Cause yeah, we say they, but it was like that one guy. It was Roland Crandall. Yeah. So Roland yeah. Crandall like. Did a great job. <laughs> yeah. It's really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also really liked when Betty was running away. She's like, uh, she's running away from uh, being, you know, captured. She, she's turning around and she trips into snow. And then she's just in this snowball yeah. rolling. But like every so often you hear little squeaks when she hits something. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah. Another uh, visual gag that I really enjoyed, but also how fluid it was as far as animation is when the witch and whatever would put the mirror over something and then pull it back up and it would become mm-hmm. something else. That reminds me almost like of magician uh, tricks or like pulling up, I don't know, just that. It's it just cool because again, it would the way it would go down over their head and then yeah. they would almost disappear, but then come back up and be something else. Yeah, yeah. And that's of course I know we talked about the transformation of of um, Coco Coco into into that creature, but she did it with a few other things too. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, with herself into mm. the like hag outfit. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? Um, overall decently, um, there's, there's two things, uh, that I want to mention, which is that the lips on the mirror make me slightly worried that it's supposed to be a kind of blackface thing. Mm. Um, it never really like, it didn't say mammy or like do anything like to make that, make it clear that that was that, but that's, uh, slightly iffy, I guess. Mm. Um, and then also since mom brought it up, um, Having having big hook noses as a sign of uh, being a witch or being uh, and or being ugly is uh, anti-Semitic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I want to say the Fletcher brothers are themselves Jews, uh, but like there is definitely a long history of why the witch looks the way it does, being tied to anti-Semitism, um, and that is 
worth acknowledging in this thing that does indeed like use her big hook nose as part of why she's unattractive even before she becomes the witch um, or the hag or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a th- is a thing with when the queen turns into the hag in Snow White also, yeah, but we're not talking so. about that. And Disney's Snow White. Uh, but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about this one. And yeah, that's definitely, it's an element. Um, it, but overall, I mean... I mean, yeah, Betty gets damseled a bunch, but, like, the point is just to have, like, weird things and to ha- have the Cap Calloway number in there and stuff and just vaguely do Snow White around it. Uh, yeah, I, that personally doesn't bother me that much. Well, all I was just going to say is, yeah, in the sense that not only do I say she is damseled, but she really doesn't have any agency. Because oh, yeah, even no. in the real story of Snow White... Uh, yeah, I mean, she she somehow gets herself through the, the forest, makes her way, and then even kind of creates a little home and, and finds a place for herself. So yeah. the actual Snow White has a, a, a fair amount of agency. Yeah, yeah. So that's just all stripped away. And that's all yeah, I'm saying definitely. is so de- definitely very, you know, sexist in that sense. She just literally has no agency. Yeah, some of that to me felt, I don't know, I guess a little in on the joke in, in the sense where... Uh, they had to, yeah, strip away all that middle portion with uh, Snow White and the dwarves part of it. Yeah. For for time. So so she, like, gets, as a part of the snow falling, transported into the coffin. And the it seems like the dwarves are just watching that and being like, oh, no. And she, yeah. like, <laughs> slides through their home. But when they're carrying her, she seems like... Sometimes bored in the coffin. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, so almost like Cleopatra laying on her, you know, yeah, you yeah, yeah. It, like a uh, cushion or, or her whatever. She's just uh, she's just waiting. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not like she's uh, dead or anything. She's just like stuck in there alive. Like, yeah, <laughs> but she okay. seems to be okay. Just bored. Yeah, yeah and I really liked, uh, and this is outside of how's it hold up. I don't know the idea of uh, her. Coco and Bimbo, like, as a group, rather than, like, her and just Bimbo as, like, a love interest. It's like, no, this, like, group, these either friends or more or whatever, yeah, yeah. just, like, are the, the, the heroes are the ones that kind of uh, yeah. make it. And I, I don't know. I thought that was fun. Yeah, no. Agreed. Also, I forgot to talk about music. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the music oh, yes. throughout is good, uh, yes. but obviously St. James Infirmary Blues, uh, Cap Calloway kills it. Yeah, uh, it's it's great, great. and and the and the uh, people doing the actual um, instruments behind him are also killing it. Um, I, I don't know for sure if it was his Calloway and his orchestra doing that or or whatever, but it was great. All the music was great, and yes, yes. Let's go on to favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite moment in the short? I think for me it was just because the thought of it, bleh, but um, him, uh, 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 Bimbo, pulling the tongue with the witch, um, pulling it out of her body and that becoming a skeleton. And then, yeah, just eh, just because the thought of that is like, ah, makes me squeamish. Yeah, I don't think I have a least favorite as in like a bad. Yeah. This is more like, I guess, the the least interesting. I guess for me it's between kind of these in in between or or traveling moments mm. uh and i think i'm not choosing the one with the dwarves uh uh ushering this glass coffin because it was really funny 
uh, with Betty Boop just like in it, kind of bored. Yeah. Uh, so they all go with the um, when she is falling in, in the snow as a snowball. Like, yes, yeah, she has the cute little squeaks, but and her little legs poking out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I don't know. It, it it's tough. Like this isn't oh these sucked. This is like I don't know. There was lots of interesting things in a lot of the other parts. So I'll go with that. I think I'll just choose the the uh, queen in the very beginning before the characters I actually liked showed up. Mm. Um, sure. Just That's the cool. least enjoyable for me personally. Yeah. What was your favorite moment in the short? Oh, uh, for for the one with the queen, um, the, just commenting on yours. What I did like is she would like mess with the handle of the uh, mirror. Like yeah. she would be squeezing it weird or like messing with yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, so I think they have, they do little, little things that you can miss. Like, I guess those, those And again, that, they is Roland Crandall. That's true. Roland Crandall uh, does a lot of little things with the scenes. Like you could, he, she could easily just be holding it and it'd be a really straightforward thing, but there's lots of little bits in there. Yeah. That you can catch. And I like that. Definitely. Agreed. Uh, and as for favorite... I mean, in general, the St. James Infirmary part, um, as far as, like, individual moments in there, my favorites are either when uh, Coco and Bimbo, like, flip under the the ground and then come back up and they're in, like, this dome skull thing and Coco pops, pokes out and starts singing, or when uh, he gets changed into a ghost thing, like, so seamlessly. I'm going to go with that when he gets changed into a ghost and then singing that whole number because that Cap Calloway is just incredible. And yeah. and just, again, the, the weirdness of that that ghost with the legs that never ended <laughs> and then, but then the fluidity of the movement and, and his dancing as he's singing. I just, it's, it's I good. just loved it. Also, those crazy backgrounds. There's some fun, like mm. just giant skeleton things doing stuff. Like it's all, it's fun. Looking in the background is its own delight during that sequence. I'm going to go with when Betty's uh, lament as she's tied to the tree Mm. because uh, she's singing, but then also you have Coco and Bimbo like prepping the the murder or the execution. There's like a stump where she would sensibly like get her head chopped off or whatever. Uh, And Coco's like sharpening the axe. But then as it goes on, they like sharpen the weapon away they they push the sharpening mechanism down into this hole. They try to push the, pull the stump into the hole, and it, and then it ha- turns into a face, and it like is trying not to get pushed in there. Yeah, like it's the limb, the yes, the with, roots are like hands trying to prevent itself from going. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that part. And yeah, it's, and, and it's a grave. They have dug this oh, huge, yeah. gigantic grave is the hole. Yeah, and I I I'm glad you brought it up because I forgot that's one of my favorite gags too is the the wheel that's supposed to be sharpening it it just like starts destroying his 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 axe and then as soon as the axe is gone bimbo's hands reach over and put the shovel in there too and then the shovel gets disintegrated yeah yeah. it it looked really nice and it was silly i liked it who was your least favorite character in the short i'm gonna say bimbo just because to me other than like pulling her tongue and whatever he, and it's not that he was bad or any of the characters yeah, were sure. bad, but probably had the least, I don't know, importance or, you know, least action. So I'm just going to say him. Sure. Yeah, I guess Bimbo or the, the the queen and her stepmom. I guess Bimbo. 
I think I'll go with the queen. Um, she's a necessary component, obviously, but yeah. but yeah, I think I'll go with her. Who was your favorite character? I mean, Coco gets to sing the song, right? Yeah, I was he gets say to Coco. sing the song and do I'll the say dance. Coco, I loved Coco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and plus he's the one who's like you can see him like crying through his thing as Betty's singing, and then he disintegrates his weapon or whatever on the wheel, and yeah. He's he's good. Coco's great in this. Yeah, Coco. Bet- Shining Coco good, moment. But- <laughs> oh yeah, Betty's. I mean, a doll. She's great. <laughs> She's a peach. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. I definitely recommend this. Yeah, it's really crisp. It's funny. There's a lot. I think it in in most shots. Like you, I think you could watch this again. And get more out of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. The song is great. Like, that performance was... Stellar. Yeah, sounded good, looked good. I will, of course, recommend this and give it a 4.25. Holy cow. I was not going to go that high. Um, I'm going to lightly recommend it just because it's not huge my cup of tea. But the Cab Calloway, to me, makes it worth watching and he always brings so much when I he's know, a part of it's these. Just, it is the coolest, weird, weird, ghosty. I'm pretty sure like, I have one more Cab Calloway coming up, and I probably will have us watch that too. Mm, okay. But like Gumby, like almost yeah. like Gumby legs. I don't know. So, so wild. And I'm going to give it a 3.25. I like it. I definitely recommend it. I can see why people in the animation field would put it above the other two um that we the other two betty boops that we have said we really like um bimbo's initiation and uh, many the moocher but personally those hit a little stronger for me so i'll put it below those but still give it a nice rating of 3.5 and definitely check it out like maybe this will be your favorite one seems to be valerie's um but yeah it's it's really good <laughs> uh definitely check it out yeah Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Next time, we will probably watch a Disney cartoon, maybe a Mickey Mouse, maybe a Silly Symphony, figuring it out, but probably another Disney cartoon. Okay. So join us then. Maybe we'll see Ricky Mouse. (laughs) No, I'm afraid Ricky died. Anyways, bye. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Bye. (laughs) Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.
in our rated oh, uh, none of your business. I haven't put any of the ratings. I put Santa's Workshop and Boot Betty Boot's Museum in there for you. Oh, what a queen. 